This is Matt Connickson. I'm the sales agronomist with CHX Ag Services in Oakley, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Kuhn, and we'll have an update from Sierra Doctor as well. An announcement is expected today from two of the largest railroad unions in the United States. Those unions could agree to accept a tentative contract that was brokered in September or reject it and call for a strike. Three other unions have rejected the labor contract, and a strike is possible as soon as early December if a new agreement cannot be reached. The Black Sea Grain Initiative was scheduled to expire over the weekend, but was extended for another 120 days. The United Nations Secretary General said the deal will continue to facilitate the safe movement of grain and fertilizer from Ukraine. The UN is also committed to removing any remaining obstacles for grain and fertilizer exports from Russia. The Argentine government is working on a plan to reinstate a special currency exchange rate for soybean farmers. In September, the government implemented a similar plan to promote soybean exports and add money to its financial reserves. Argentina was facing a financial crisis last fall and needed that money to make payments to the International Monetary Fund and private creditors. NDFB delegates have established policy priorities for the year ahead. NDFB President Darrell Lease says that includes property rights. Just to enhance that private property rights that we have um, given to us, uh, you know, obviously uh, enshrined in our Constitution of the United States and just making sure that those things are are kept at the top of the line here in North Dakota. I think. And during his annual meeting address, Lease said uh, elitist activists have eroded property rights with false climate change allegations. For the upcoming Minnesota legislative session, Minnesota Farm Bureau wants lawmakers to support beginning and emerging farmers, further develop renewable energy sources, and strengthen rural communities by addressing the needs of child care, workforce development, and infrastructure. On the national level, Minnesota Farm Bureau delegates want funding for current programs to be maintained in the next Farm Bill. The Minnesota Farmers Union membership has approved five special orders of business. That list includes making health care affordable and accessible, ensuring competitive markets, and expanding local and regional processing. The Farmers Union delegates also called for a comprehensive Farm Bill and climate uh, policy. The leadership for the 2023 Minnesota Legislative Session is shaping up. Senator Eric Putman of St. Cloud will chair the Agriculture and Rural Development Committee. Putnam was first elected in 2020 and is a communications professor at the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University. On the House side, Representative Samantha Vang will lead her chamber's Ag Committee. Vang was one of the first Hmong women elected to the Minnesota House in 2018. She served as vice chair of the Ag Committee during the last session and has introduced two bills while in the legislature, one calling for the end to commercial turtle harvesting and another that would impose a ban on any pesticide designated as lethal to pollinators. The uh, deadline for USDA's Higher Blends Infrastructure Grant Program is today. American Coalition for Ethanol Chief Marketing Officer uh, has been getting questions from retailers interested in constructing or improving their ethanol infrastructure. I noticed my email box has been getting a lot more questions on how to complete these applications. 
And Renewable Fuels Association Executive Director Jeff Cooper says USDA's investment into expanding pump access is significant. We've seen through the HBIP program hundreds of millions of dollars invested in the nation's refueling infrastructure. That has helped farmers grow and expand markets. It's helped our industry expand markets. And we are right in the middle currently of an open funding round for HBIP. So we are urging retail stations that want to make that investment and want some help from USDA to get their applications in before that window closes. The program has been enormously successful. We've seen thousands of stations put higher blend infrastructure in as a result of those HBIP funds. And we know there's more. As part of the Inflation Reduction Act, there's another $500 million set aside for investments in higher blend infrastructure. And we're very excited about that. The number of cattle and calves on feed totaled 11.7 million head as of November 1st. That's down 2% from last year and is in line with trade estimates. Placements during October were down 6% from a year ago and the lowest October number since a series of reports began in 1996. Marketings were up 1%. That was in line with the trade estimates. Reporting Agriculture's Business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Big changes are in store with the elections wrapped up. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. National Cattlemen Beef Association President-elect Todd Wilkinson says NCBA is trying to predict what changes will be made with elections now passed, especially on the regulations front. If Congress is going to be somewhat gridlocked, uh, the administration still has the authority to be able to bring forward new proposals out of the EPA. You know, WOTUS is not a new issue, but it was just in front of the Supreme Court in October. Uh, the EPA is in their comment period on the WOTUS issue right now. We anticipate, uh, even though we've all asked them to wait for the Supreme Court decision, they're charging ahead. And I think producers are going to have to be very aware that we're going to be facing a major land grab by way of regulation in terms of the Environmental Protection Agency trying to dictate what you can do out on your farmer ranch. Wilkinson says NCBA is pushing for better beef traceability to prevent a disease outbreak. Certainly the potential for a foot and mouth disease or a floppy skin disease, those issues we need to get our system functioning at the speed of commerce. You know, the days of being able to take three, four, five days for a trace are kind of over. If we want to protect our industry, it's going to involve being able to track that animal for disease purposes. You know, the last thing we, we want to have happen, if we would get a foot and mouth uh, outbreak in, in the United States, the effect of that is an immediate stop on all cattle movement for 72 hours. If you put all stop on cattle movement for 72 hours, then you cripple our industry. Reporting agriculture's business. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. The grain market continued its range-bound trade Friday. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says the market action is somewhat concerning. We keep stalling out on slower export demand, and the funds not willing to chase the market on rally. So it's a market that is more characteristic of a market that's trying to get to new levels on the downside and you know, look at the wheat market. It just can't really get off the mat. Rosa's demand remains poor. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, if we don't get a weather problem in South America, and who knows that this market is forced to look at the demand side rather than sinking supplies, and the sinking supplies are really what 
mostly gave us a push to the upside on the grain market the last two years. It's been uh, a drought here or there someplace around the world. During Friday night's NDSU Harvest Bowl banquet, former NDSU faculty member and administrator Ken Grafton was honored with the Agribusiness Award. Grafton began his career at NDSU as a dry bean breeder and went on to develop more than 30 dry bean germplasm lines. Grafton also served as the NDSU Vice President of Agricultural Affairs, Dean of the Agriculture College, and Director of the North Dakota Agriculture Experiment Stations. The National Milk Producers Federation is asking Congress to protect the domestic production of infant formula. When supplies tightened earlier this year, tariff waivers were granted to bring more baby formula into the United States from overseas. National Milk says this situation has improved and the preferential tariff benefits should be allowed to expire at the end of the year. The North American Potato Market News reporting 3.3 million hundredweight of fresh potatoes were exported during the third quarter of 2022. That's down nearly 16% from last year. Exports to Canada, Taiwan and Japan accounted for the downturn. Canada's imports were down 15.8% at 1.5 million hundredweight the smallest fresh potato volume since 2016. Third quarter fresh potato exports to Mexico were up 11.7% at 728,000 hundredweight. The federal court in Minneapolis has consolidated two beef lawsuits into one. The National Farmers Union and RCAF USA filed their original lawsuit against the four major beef packers in 2019. Retail groups, including Hy-Vee and Kroger, filed a similar lawsuit a year later, in 2020. The plaintiffs are expected to seek class action certification in this lawsuit. Funeral services will be held today for former Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association President Harvey Wallum. Wallum was in that role in 1995 and 1996 and fed cattle near Canby, Minnesota. Reporting Agriculture's Business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. According to Big Iron Auctions Vice President of Agricultural Sales, Kurt Campbell, the used equipment market remains hot. I don't see any tapering off in that market and there's several things that support that and the support that is the actual supply chain and what's coming. Uh, dealerships are at a limited inventory coming from the manufacturers and so the used market remains strong for, for several reasons. I mean one being the supply and then and then the, what the cost is of the new stuff, if the, the new equipment, if they can get it. You know, we've seen a record highs on, on particular types of equipment, and, and some of that being the pre-emissions equipment that the guys feel like they can still work on. So we've seen record prices on some of that equipment. But of course, good late model clean equipment is always going to ring the bell. It's always going to be strong. South American weather will become more important for traders over the next few weeks. Progressive Ag Marketing market analyst Tom Lilja says a few production concerns are already creeping into the market. And uh, Argentina is still dry. They lowered some wheat estimates there, 4.5 million metric tons uh, from the International Grains Council today. So there's still some concern about Argentina. Southern Plains is still pretty dry in the U.S. Uh, La Nina, another factor. National Weather Service did state that uh, they expect La Nina pattern to persist at least through March. So 
that means a drier southern plains and U.S. southern plains. So we'll see. It's not all bearish, but uh, it is uh, just the overtone is bearish here. Checking markets, we are in the negative territory for the most part as we start this week. The spring wheat, the Dease contract, down three and a half cents at 948. March down two. Chicago wheat for December, 12 and a half lower. And the hard red winter wheat, same contract, down four and a half. Dease corn down four cents, 663 and three quarters. March down by three and a half cents. Soybeans for January, 1424. That's down four and a quarter. And March soybeans down by a nickel. As we check in on the farm calendar, the Farm Credit Services out of Mandan has their Triple Up Commodity Marketing Seminars. This first session is for beginners and will be taking place tomorrow. It will be uh, held in Mandan, a similar program going on in Dickinson. Their keynote speaker, Brett Elke of Innovus Agra. Again, talking about uh, what's going on in the marketplace, that's tomorrow in Mandan. The Minnesota Bison Association has a bison fundamentals class for those interested in getting into the industry. That will be coming up on Friday, this upcoming Friday. It'll be held at Central Livestock in uh, Albany, Minnesota, starting at 1.30 in the afternoon. And the North Dakota Agricultural Association with their Northern Ag Expo is coming up next week. It is the 29th and 30th. That'll be held in the Fargo Dome. Again, the 51st annual Northern Ag Expo. Have yourself a great Monday. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.